Hey everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Deviant Divination and our energy check-in. This can be for this weekend, this week, or whenever you get it. Uh, if you've listened to any of my podcasts in the past, <clears throat> this is going to be a little off format. I am not at home. I don't have all of my supplies, although I have brought out a bunch of decks for you guys. And just going to change it up a little bit for anyone who uh, loves the part where I read from the book. I am going to do that with my fairy oracle, but I have a couple of other oracles that I'm not going to read from the book in and tarot cards I'm not going to read. Uh, but I will go over them each and then give you a little something to go with it. You might hear stuff in the background, giggling, working, this and that. Like I said, I'm not in my normal spot with my normal setup. I may or may not add music to this. So if you're hearing background noise, then, well, you know that I did. <laughs> but a lot of times... I just don't talk loud enough to be heard over the music and stuff that they put in. So we may or may not do that. It just depends on stuff. So quick introduction of the cards and decks I'm reading from. We're doing the Etherical Orbs Oracle deck. And... This is from astrosoldeck.com. I love these cards. They're great. They're uh, based on Vedic astrology, I believe. They're sort of a good introduction to it uh, to get a little bit more acquainted if you're interested in that kind of thing. But I love the messages in general. I don't, uh, I don't really know anything about Vedic. Then we're going to do the Astrosoul Oracle deck, which is just your basic astrology deck. It has a bunch of different uh, astrology signs, symbols, planets, etc. Next will be our Alice in Wonderland deck, which is by Lucy Cavendish and Jasmine Beckett Griffith. Two of my favorite card makers. Well, Jasmine's an artist. She does amazing work. Next oracle, last but not least, is the Fairies Oracle by Brian Froud with Jessica Macbeth. And love that deck as well. Another favorite. And then we're just going to do the... Uh, it's a Rider Waite uh, spinoff deck. It is the... Radiant Wise Spirit Tarot. Not that you guys that are just listening to the podcast are going to care about that too much. Uh, I will have a link to my other social media. So if you'd like to look for pictures, you can go to my Instagram or my Facebook, whichever you prefer. Uh, when I do podcasts, I li link them to both. Uh kind of cross post everything so people don't have to follow me everywhere they can just follow me where they usually go 
I think that's a little bit more fair for everyone. I'm not greedy. Um, so let's get into this. And I can already tell you as an overview for these upcoming energies that I'm tapping into for the collective, there are some lessons being learned right now. Um, I'm seeing some introspection on some levels, especially with the Oracle cards, which I'll get into. Uh, but yeah, if you want a quick overview of what we're going to be covering, it is basically, it is time for introspection, looking at where you stand compared to the collective, perhaps, uh, maybe your friends. Oh yeah, you might hear some alerts too. Ignore those. And <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely a back and forth though between looking inward and then looking outside of yourself. So for the ethereal orbs, and forgive me because this, I'm not good with the pronunciations of words I didn't grow up with because I'm basic like that. But please bear with me. We have Alantha, which is roots and formation. And it says, travel safe, my friend. Get to know the world and explore, but never forget where you come from. With Alcad, which is Ursa Major, the Great Bear. Good things take time. Growth does not happen overnight. So just from those first two, and a lot of these came out impaired, which wasn't my plan, but we roll. It's looking inward while you are exploring and expanding and growing. And I think the rest of the cards tend to reflect that as well. For our astrology deck, we have the first quarter, which is about making decisions, <laughs> overcoming obstacles, taking action and momentum. So again, we have that expansion. And then we have Pallas Athena with inner wisdom. And I might actually read that one later on once I go over everything. But again, you see how it's like expanding and contracting with all of these. Then for our Alice in Wonderland Oracle, we have all must have prizes. It's about trying to please everyone. And this again, I know 
us females do it, but I know guys do too. You know, there are some fatherly figures and, you know, some where it's, you have to look outside of yourself because life is that balance of pleasing yourself but then trying to keep others happy. So this might just say that if you've been playing to the crowd, so to speak, recently, you might want to take a look at that. And while it's fine, and every once in a while we all have to make those compromises, make sure that you aren't compromising who you are and your own being, your own morality, your own happiness to make others happy. Because while it is great to please and help others around you, you have to take care of yourself first. And I just got a picture of this meme in my head where it's got um, the lady and they're in like the rickety plane. And you know, traditionally it says, you know, make sure you have your own mask first so you can, you know, you can breathe and then you can help other people breathe. So if you can get to your mask, make sure you've got it and then help those in need. That's what this is a reminder of. And this meme is this shows the lady and it says, you know, give to others first. And that's a joke. But that that just popped in my head. So if you're doing that, this is a moment to stop and take a look at that aspect. Then for our fairy card, we have the sage. And this one, it's, it's the old wise man. Has very hermit vibes if you're more familiar with the tarot. It's like not green man. It's just the old wise one. And that's definitely going to be one that I read for you guys from the book. But I wanted to throw it in here too. And yeah, it's just it's just about that inner wisdom. And I'm also getting, if you have a mentor in an area who is giving you advice, don't just write off that advice, especially if you don't agree. You might not have to take it, but definitely look at it and figure out why it is that you don't want to take it if you don't. So... These are three energies, and what we're basically going to do is the first two are going to be the energies going into this weekend or this week or whatever your time frame is. The second one is representing your current energies. What do you have going on right now? And then the last two are going to be things to take with you that you learn from this time period where these are affecting you.
Our first two tarot are the Eight of Cups and the Two of Cups. So automatically it goes into maybe moving forward for a better relationship to come in or getting a little space from your relationship so you can come back together and it will be clearer and more nurturing to you. In general, I can just see that there is something that needs to be moved on from so that you can find better things ahead. I've actually heard this quite a bit recently listening to other channels, but that's not, it clicked in when I said that. It's not where I'm getting the interpretation from though. But yeah, it just, I mean, it's part of the expanding thing is moving forward, growing, and it's just noting that coming into this time frame, it might be something that you don't want to leave behind. It could be a little painful, which is coming up, uh, but it will, this movement is going to be good for you. With the current energies, we have the King of Pentacles and the Three of Swords. This, of course, could be looked at as you having some type of heartbreak from a King of Pentacles fatherly mentor type figure. It could also technically be the loss of something having to do with mentor finances, governing. Um, then again, back to our general, what I'm just generally picking up here is there's still about this growth and movement is that there are both good and bad. As you're moving forward, and to move forward, there are certain things that inevitably have to be left behind. When you leave something behind, you always feel a little bit of loss, or almost always, unless it is completely toxic, and even then. So I think that might just be what you are going through now. It could be more literal, like a loss of money, a loss of a job, but I think for most people that hear this or this reaches, it's just going to be a little bit more of that moving forward hurts sometimes, oftentimes for a lot of people. Okay. Now we move over to what we are taking from these other energies. What are we going to be bringing with us? The energies there are gorgeous. 
it's the magician and the queen of pinnacles so we do have the quote unquote catchphrase divine counterparts here with the king and queen of pinnacles but what this is actually telling me is that this is going to be fine is this if this is a relationship type of thing for you once you get to the other side things will be the way they're supposed to be whatever that means for you but what you are going to be learning and getting out of this period is knowing that you can do this knowing that you have the skills that you need to get through the situation and you're going to get through in wonderful, wonderful energy. You know, if you play your cards right and, you know, you are true to this energy, you come out with not only having the skills, but in Queen of Pentacles energy, which is just abundance for me. Um, you know, the King of Pentacles more represents a little bit more controlling and a little bit, you know, it's that Taurus energy. It's that bull kind of, like I'm thinking of a bull market, but it's more reserved, refined, controlled. Queen of Pentacles has all those wonderful finances and abundance, but it's in a much softer way. It's sort of a natural flow instead of everything being a little bit more controlled. And I think your confidence that you're learning and being like, hey, I'm the magician. I got all this taken care of. I have all the tools, all the steps, everything I need to get through this. And to come out on the other side. So, it looks like an interesting time frame for you guys. And that is that for just going over the cards. So, short recap. Again, I am seeing lessons, growth and movement also looking at your inner wisdom while expanding on to others so i decided i am going to read this palace athena card so this is going to be more or less directly from the book on this part the palace athena glyph represents a spear which denotes the warrior aspect of the asteroid and can also be linked to a sharp mind and a quick movement of mental energy. It is ruled by Leo, Libra, and Aquarius. The key words are wisdom, curiosity, justice, creativity, visualization, courage, and intuition. Lovely. That's lovely. Palace Athena represents 
the level of intelligence that is creative rather than active mind. It can depict <laughs> as a flash of insight or sudden inspiration, but also the intelligence that comes from one's perception and the capacity for us to envision a goal. It represents the ability to connect with our intuition, I was going to mention that, and higher self, as well as our curiosity, which enables us to develop our capacity to connect with our environment. The astronomical correspondences with Leo is manifested through the creative processes and arts, such as drawing, design, photography, and the capability to use these crafts as a way to help humanity expand, which is very important. We aren't just, uh, <laughs> we, we aren't just um, having those talents, but being able to use them towards something and someone else, some other people to help and expand. As the ruler of Libra, the palace is connected to political matters and represents a feminine hero. She fights for justice and describes the role of an activist, feminist, and acts as a voice who defends small groups that are oppressed. Pallas Athena also represents through Aquarius, the archetype Andragamy, and kundalini force that leads to enlightenment, the development of one's psychic abilities, and the connectedness with our own intuition, as well as how we express our practicality and rationality. And you may hear some giggling or other noises in the background. No worries, that's just my son. We're stuck in the same room for a little while and I really wanted to get this done so we're just making it work so for our Brian Froud the fairies oracle deck we have card number 19 and it is the sage keywords are wisdom hidden knowledge retreat old age and patience the sage is also the shaman. Not all wise men are shamans, and not all shamans are wise men. But this one is both, power informed by wisdom and wisdom manifested by power. This is also the face of Father Time, and we see the colors of the seasons surrounding him. Sometimes he is old man of the mountain, the hermit who searches within for wisdom and understanding, and then is willing to share it with any true seeker who comes to him. His blind eye, which is depicted in the picture, enables him to look into other worlds, other realms, and wisdom buried deeply within each of us, where the singers dwell. The singers in this deck are sort of gatekeepers um, 
they are of another realm, as all fairies are, but there's more than others. He has reached a stage of life where he let go of many of the activities of his younger being, retreated somewhat from the outer world of the Fae, and has become more deeply immersed in the inner landscapes of knowledge, inner vision, contemplation, and spirit. On the exterior, he lives simply, almost astutely, but his inner world is filled with overflowing richness. In order to pursue his studies more thoroughly, the sage has cultivated detachment. Some may see this as remoteness or coldness, but he is no less loving for that. The sage finds the interconnectedness between everything. He sees the connections, relationships, and consequences between seemingly separate ideas, beings, and things, like intuitive leaps. Love and compassion are irrevocable consequences of seeing truly, and this leads the sage to share his learnings with others. Like any other wise elder, he leads gently by teaching from his vast store of wisdom. When asked for his judgments about something, he is discriminating and generous-hearted. He turns a blind eye to punishment, feeling that what is needed is mercy and a way of teaching those who err so they will not make the same mistakes again. The sage is constantly learning. While on one hand he values tradition and stability, he also understands the values and need for growth and change. He can't go for a walk or a flight around the neighborhood without discovering something new and trying to see how it fits into the whole. He is always expanding his understanding of reality and deepening his awareness. As we develop patience and compassion intertwined, we begin to see and manifest the sage wisdom in the reading. Here we see wisdom and deeper understanding. One of the keys of wisdom is to organize, integrate, and simplify one's thoughts. Complexity often lends to confusion. Simplicity is to be valued. This card signifies mental discipline informed by balanced learning and compassion. Tradition is valued, but approximate change is accepted. The sage knows when it's time to let go and when to move on. He wisely knows when to retreat and to think things over. He compassionately and wisely shares his knowledge with others by teaching as an example as well as by perception. That's important. This is just me. Because you have to know how to teach something for people to be able to learn it. And this comes from both knowing yourself, your subject matter that you're trying to share, and who you're sharing it with. 
because I've personal <laughs> personal insight that I'm sharing with you guys. Uh, recently, more and more actually, I've been finding that the way certain people will deliver information is very off-putting to me. Uh, I mean, we all do it. You know, we're doing a podcast or a radio program or a YouTube video, whatever. A lot of times we don't get a lot of feedback. You know, like right now me saying this, I don't get to hear you say, oh, well, I already know this or, oh, well, this or that. I don't get your ideas. And so while I'm saying something, sometimes it can come across as being my way or the highway. Although I really hope I don't come across like that, but it's basically just something where, especially if you're teaching one-on-one, -on -one, but even for the masses, in whichever way you do it, you have to know yourself, your inner self, your flaws, your strengths, your perfections, and your imperfections. And you have to know what your biases are. You have to realize your delivery system. And then there's your knowledge of what you're trying to share. Now see me, this, this is all just coming out. I don't, these aren't scripted or anything. I just go with what pops into my head at the time. And everything I say, there has some knowledge, of course, especially the tarot. But a lot of this that I'm doing with this podcast and in general, especially with the Oracle cards, is actually to help me go over them and get intuitive messages from them as I'm reading them exactly like I'm doing right now. So, but then again, I'm not trying to teach you guys. I'm not. If you guys learn from me, that is outstanding and amazing and I am happy. But I'm just trying to give you guys the message that I'm getting at any given time for any given reason. I don't know where this, you know, it could be me. It could be some form of spirit. I don't know, but I just like to share my thoughts on this stuff with you guys so that maybe it will awaken things for you like it's awakened things for me. Because one of my favorite uses for tarot, and I say it in all the personal readings that I do, is, you know, my disclaimer is the tarot or oracles, whatever, can be used to show you a different point of view than maybe what you have. It's just a point of view. It's just a message. And you can take what you want from it or not. So, yes. <laughs> and the sage's scales of justice are balanced in the sage's hands. 
This card in a reading also signifies the need for deep consideration and refined judgment applied with compassion and mercy. I thought that was cute. So there you have it, your energy reading. I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead whenever you're hearing this.